the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty and truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Breaking news this hour at townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew with Washington. Wildfire crews in California and across the West admit to being exhausted as they have to respond to an incredible number of fires this season. Here's correspondent Tim McGuire. California Governor Gavin Newsom puts it bluntly. This has been the worst fire season ever. 3.4 million acres, uh, close to 8,000 fires. Crews are walking off one fire just to be called in to battle a new blaze. Newsom says drought, climate change, and pests, not poor forest management, are to blame. We are doing the kind of prescribed burns, doing uh, the kind of thinning that has an environmental construct. Human, mechanical, and financial resources are taxed to the breaking point at the state and federal level. Firefighters from as far away as Israel are in involved in the fight. Government spending on fighting wildfires has more than tripled since the 1990s to an average of $1.8 billion each year. I'm Tim McGuire. Sally continues to weaken as it moves over the south. From central Georgia, northern Georgia, much of South Carolina, uh, into western and central North Carolina, into southeast Virginia. That's National Weather Service forecaster Brian Hurley, who says Sally has weakened to a tropical depression. Law enforcement officials say a shooting outside a senior living apartment complex in the small Wisconsin town of Mayville left four people wounded, including the suspected shooter. Kirsty Dorsey told WISN she was shocked by what she saw as police escorted her vehicle past the scene. In front of that assisting living home was the worst nightmare I've seen in my life. I saw body tape. I saw everything. It, it's like a movie, like like a mass murder just happened in our town. The Wisconsin Department of Justice says life-saving measures were performed on the victims at the scene. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average right now down by about 81 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. I know that on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet. But I'll confess, my neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand-behind, ride-along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. So, when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. And at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own, and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Freedom 1570, ringing liberty and truth. Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio is next. Stumbly Michaels. Uh, unbiased is tonight. Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Ed Morrissey. If you can't watch it for some reason, you know, if you buy the ticket for $8, you will actually be able to go back and watch it at SalemNow.com through the weekend. So you have a couple of days to uh, to check it out if you can't make it tonight. So don't let that be a hindrance. Again, go to Freedom1570.com to get your tickets. It's brought to you by Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. Larry Elder here for unbiased, unvarnished truth behind race in America. It's only eight bucks to join in on this important conversation at a pivotal time in our nation. Joining me will be author and commentator Candace Owens. Get your tickets at this station's website. Just click unbiased. Then I'll see you tonight at eight for this one of a kind virtual event. You still have time to reserve your digital seat. Register now at freedom1570.com. Unbiased is brought to you by Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. Call Bunyan Plumbing and Drains. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Whoever said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure might have been dealing with a clogged drain line. Call Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains now for a complete line checkup. 
Paul Bunyan will use their camera to see exactly what's going on. They'll clean the main line for $175 or a secondary line for just $125 with no trip charge. Certain restrictions apply. For details, visit heypaul.com. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, uh, we got a good show for you. We always have a good show for you, right? I shouldn't say that. That's very redundant because by nature, Like It Matters Radio, which is inspiration, education, and application, uh, is an hour of power, we like to call it. We work on your noodle, work on your noggin. You know, the one organ we have that never has to deteriorate. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to work that muscle extra hard because America's crazy, man. It is crazy. Yeah, I mean, man, Sam Kinison must be screaming and rolling over in his grave because uh, it is a crazy world. And you know what makes it so crazy? What we believe. You know, America is so much different. I believe the height of American history uh, was the 80s. You know, Ronald Reagan, you know, music, MTV came out. It wasn't soft porn. And, you know, back then it was just music videos. Now it's porn. But uh, it was a good time. It was freedom, Gorbachev and, and Reagan and Thatcher. It was just really, really beautiful times. Yeah, I would like to go back to the 80s. Yeah, go back to the 80s. And, but you know what's different today versus the 80s? What we believe. Think about it, what we believe about the Founding Fathers, what we believe about God, uh, what we believe about family, what we believe about police officers, which is interesting. See, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. Uh, And Dr. Adler, a famous psychologist, says that by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. And so you got to realize that's why the you know people do affirmations all the time and and there's some validity to it because what you hear and what you listen to over and over is what you believe. And what you believe dictates everything you do or do not do. Matter of fact, John, I think Stuart Smalley agrees with me. Why don't you share Stuart Smalley with him? I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Logical. Logical. See, Stuart Smalley knows as he looks himself in the mirror with that smiley little face, right? See, what we listen to over and over and over, we believe. That's why it's a battle of the mind. You know, the the real battle is in the mind. We have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. And those thoughts make us feel things. Remember, the body releases 63 known chemicals. And those chemicals make you feel. They make you feel turned on, turned off, make you feel angry, make you feel excited, make you feel bitter, make you feel sad, make you feel happy. And those chemicals are released based on three things. But the primary reason is what we're thinking about. And here's the problem, player. We've been played. Uh, We are being played, player. Uh, The political world knows how the unconscious mind works. They're going to get you as angry as possible. Yeah, because when you're angry, you vote. So that's what this whole Black Lives Matter thing. They got to make you believe that black people are hated in America, that black people are being targeted in America, that cops wake up every day and go to their meetings at their precincts with black people all in those meetings. And they all talk about how they're going to kill black people today. I mean, LeBron James says he goes to sleep in his $100 million mansion and was afraid to wake up. 
You know, as LeBron James goes out with his security in his uh, 100,000, 200,000 vehicles, he's afraid. What if I get pulled over? Oh, why do you hate us, America? Leave the black people alone, America. That's LeBron James playing his fiddle. Yeah, LeBron doesn't play a fiddle. He pays someone to play his fiddle because he's he's a wealthy man. He's an advantaged man. But you got to know, when you're telling black people all the time that cops are out to get you, that they're gunning for you, that they're going to kill you, that they're going to do this, that they're going to do that, how do you think someone's going to act? Not that we would ever lie to people, right? Did you know that the person who invented blood plasma, or actually the transfusion, I should say, God invented blood plasma, but the transfusion uh, was a black man? Cool. Charles R. Drew. Yeah, he was an incredible man. I've studied him a little bit. Charles R. Drew was a black surgeon who pioneered techniques for preserving blood plasma that saved countless lives during World War II. Later, he became medical director of Freedman's Hospital in Washington, D.C. In 1950, while driving three other black doctors to a conference in Alabama, Drew fell asleep at the wheel. The car swerved and rolled over, breaking his neck and crushing his chest. According to legend, make sure you hear that part. According to legend... He desperately needed a blood transfusion, but doctors at a hospital in Burlington, North Carolina, who were white, refused to admit him because he was black, and he died. Now, this story is told in several black history books. Yeah, in America today, we don't teach real history. We teach revised history. But in many black history books, this story is repeated. It's been repeated by Dick Gregory, among others. But here's the fact. It's not true. It's a lie. Morris spoke with Dr. John Ford, one of the pastors in Drew's cars, another black man. We all received, this is what Ford said, we all received the very best of care. The doctor started treating us immediately. Drew didn't receive a transfusion, not because he was black and the doctors were white, but because his injuries wouldn't permit it. He had a superior vena cava syndrome. Blood was blocked, getting back to his heart from his brain and upper extremities, Ford said. To give him a transfusion would have killed him quicker, sooner. Even the most heroic efforts couldn't have saved him. I can truly say that no efforts were spared in the treatment of Dr. Drew, and contrary to popular myth, the fact that he was a Negro did not in any way limit the care that was given to him. That was a quote by his fellow black doctor, Dr. Ford. But here's another one. The Drew story is similar to one told about blues singer Bessie Smith. She, too, supposedly bled to death after an auto accident when, again, listen, notice the pattern, when a white hospital refused to admit her, a black woman. The alleged incident, which occurred in Mississippi in 1937, was even the subject of a play by Edward Albee, but as Morris notes, though the whole truth will probably never be known, it is certain she did not die this way. Morris's efforts notwithstanding, I'll bet these macabre legends won't die for a lifetime either. And that's by Cecil Adams, and he writes for something at straightdope.com. <laughs> only, only in America Day. Straightdope.com. Cecil at straightdope.com. Why does this matter? Because nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map reality. And right now, people like LeBron James are encouraging black people to attack and kill law enforcement officers. People like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, all their outcome is is to get Biden elected, is to get back control of the executive branch, which controls the government, to put it in the progressive wing. This is what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. You're being played, player. Read the book, um, um, The The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. It talks about how advertisers know how we work unconsciously with their slogans, with their jingles, with their commercials. They even put chemicals into products that have no benefit at all. Actually, now we're finding out years later that have a harmful effect. All because you believe that if your toothpaste fizzles, it works better. Or you believe if your shampoo has more bubbles, it's cleaning better. And I'm going to tell you right now, those two things I brought up are examples that he brings up that have no nutritional value at all to those products. But because you think that makes them better, they put them in there to feed your unconscious belief system that their product is better than it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to deal with the truth. We do truth therapy on this radio. And Jesus Christ said the truth will set you free. But it was Charles Garfield that added the addendum. But first, it'll make you miserable. 
But if you know the God of the universe, the God of the Bible, the risen king himself, there might be misery tonight, crying tonight, but joy comes in the morning. So after the break, we're going to be joined by a special guest, John Jay. He's with Law Enforcement Times, a radio broadcast. We're going to talk about LEOs, law enforcement officers, and the LET today on Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. We'll be back in three minutes. No one ever makes a billion dollars. Life in capitalism mm. you always take ends a billion in dollars. billionaires. This thing that we live in starves people. That's enough. Put down the mic. stimulus and the response there is a space and in that space is your power your freedom dr victor frankel in this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion our daily choices matter more and they are more consequential times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes a deeper understanding a bigger picture so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Are you in charge of cleaning and sanitization at your food production facility? American Pressure has the tools to help you. Custom high-pressure conveyor wash systems save time and water and help you automate cleaning. Give us a call today at 763-521-4442, and we'd be happy to come visit you at your location. Buy local, buy quality. Visit AmericanPressure.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, you know, we've we've been really focusing the last couple weeks on on culture issues, on what's going on. You know, it's a, I'm a goal setter. Uh, I, I'm a psychologist. Well, technically, I'm a counselor. I don't have a degree to call myself a psychologist, but uh, counselor. But I study psychology of the mind, how the mind works, how the brain works, how the body system works together. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I do all those things, and we, we help with psychotherapy. We help with PTSD, depression, all that. But, you know, when the cities are on fire, uh, when people can't even look at each other without disgust, uh, when divorce rates are going through the roof and uh, people can't leave their home for fear, uh, it's kind of the other stuff doesn't seem to matter as much. 
uh, because if you know anything about the hierarchy of needs, our basic needs is, is survival, security. And when that's at question, when that's uh, not sure of, all of a sudden the other stuff about how much money you make and what your plans are in 10 years for your business uh, don't really seem to matter because I wonder if you'll even have a business. And so we've been focusing. We've uh, had some great uh, conservative candidates uh, on joining us that uh, happen to be black. Uh, we've uh, uh, done a lot of issues basically with what's going on the Black Lives Matter, with Antifa. Uh, we're, we're, we're covering real-life issues. And so we want to keep going with that. And today we want to focus in on our LEOs, Law Enforcement Officers. Uh, and there is an organization out there that I had connected with on LinkedIn called Law Enforcement Today. Uh, and uh, the gentleman's name was Mr. Greenberg, and I, I followed him on LinkedIn. And um, LinkedIn banned him, banned him uh, because, uh, honestly, because he's an LEO. Denied. And because right now the, yeah, the mantra in the world is uh, cops are bad and everybody else is good, and that's a lie from the pit of hell. But here's the problem, as I said in the first segment. Our beliefs take priority. And everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief. And if you're told that when you see lights in your rearview mirror that that person is going to kill you, going to harm you, hate you, you're going to respond much different than someone that knows that those lights behind us are there to serve us and protect us. And so we want to focus on law enforcement today, uh, and we also want to fo- focus in on our law enforcement officers. And so with us, we are blessed to have a, a gentleman who uh, has a radio program just like mine, syndicated in uh, over 40 cities. It's called Law Enforcement uh, Today, I believe. And let's uh, welcome to the radio show, John Jay. Welcome, John. Mr. Black, thank you very much for being here. It's a pleasure to be a guest on your show. Very much appreciated. Well, you know, uh, I have the utmost respect uh, for law enforcement officers. I, I've been in training field for 30 years, John, and uh, I have had uh, hundreds, uh, maybe a thousand, I don't know, but hundreds of law enforcement officers. I did a lot of training for the Metropolitan Police Department. My background's in neuro-linguistic programming, so about eye movement patterns and how to tell someone's lying or not lying. So uh, I've done a lot of work with cops. I've, I've helped a lot with PTSD. I, I've talked down a few cops on the phone from having a gun at their own head uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning. So what you guys do is an awesome responsibility. It's uh, Most people couldn't handle it. They wouldn't do it. And so I thought we'd have you on today just to talk about, uh, have a personal interview here, talk about the role of law enforcement, to talk about what you do with law enforcement today, because I think it's great. And, uh, you know, I was reading your little bio here, and it says that you were a member of the Baltimore Police Department from 1980 to 1992. You worked in a high crimes uh, area your entire career. You were detailed with the DEA and also uh, worked as a special deputy U.S. Marshal for about a year and a half. Uh, you provided backup on numerous violent drug organizations. You were assigned to work on a large and very violent Jamaican drug or- organization. That's incredible in Baltimore and uh, extended to Miami. And I love here you'd put down during a career you were involved in four shootings where the suspects were trying to shoot you. <laughs> the first two, you never returned fire. The last two were long, drawn out gunfights. I, I want to ask you something because, you know, I teach perceptual positions and what's lacking today, John, is understanding. You know, I believe if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, that that puts us in a position to have a better relationship. So I just wonder, as a law enforcement officer, as a do-gooder, as someone that was called to help, what is that like? What is going through your head when you're in an extended gun battle? I mean, what is that? What is, what is going on? What, 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 what's that experience like? First of all, it's the only thing that really goes through your mind because it happens so fast, at least for me, was I want to survive and I'll do whatever it takes to survive. Um, the The misconception that people have is that these things are thought out and planned out. They happen so fast, so unexpectedly. Uh, and in the first two, I knew immediately it wasn't the appropriate thing to do to return fire because it just instinctually you knew. Um, and, and same with close calls. You just know you can you can tell sometimes sometimes you can't uh the second two it was look it became obvious this man is trying to kill me and one of them i can tell you uh the thought went through my mind is this man's trying to murder me i'm going to die but it won't be tonight and won't be because of him i'm going to go home to my family and if he doesn't that's just the way it's going to have to be thank god everybody survived 
Amen. And I just can't even understand, man. Your life is on the line. By the way, as I was reading further, you said uh, the last one of the four, you said involved the typical, and you put in parentheses, unarmed. And I want to address that because I think that's important. Uh, the typical unarmed, a term used by activists in the news media. So he actually had no weapon but attempted to get one from you, right? I mean, what, what, was, right. what happened there? Uh, it was a stolen car, and he was transporting large amounts of crack cocaine in the car. And they traveled to different areas. So I was following him, and he eventually wrecked. I got the guy out of the car uh, at gunpoint, had him on the ground, and was attempting to try to reholster my service weapon, at which time he pushed him and me off the ground and was screaming and got a hold of my service weapon with both hands and was trying to turn it wow. towards my face. Uh, and thankfully, that was back in the days of service revolver, and every round in that gun was fired off, many towards my face, some towards oh, him. Wow. I couldn't relinquish control of the weapon, otherwise I'd be killed. Uh, oh, wow. And it was just literally a fight for your life. So at the beginning, he was unarmed. Then he was armed with my weapon, as well as I was. And then he escaped, and we caught him a couple blocks away. Uh, I oh, thought wow. I sprained my wrist. And after multiple surgeries and steel plates, uh, the cartilage of my wrist was destroyed just from the fight. Just from the wow. fight over the weapon. That's how intense it was. Wow, that's a study. How often does something like that happen? When you hear this thing about unarmed uh, people being shot, how many times, I mean, the, the, the Jason, Bla- uh, what is it, uh, is it Joseph Blake? I can't think of his first name, but the Blake. He technically didn't have a weapon, but he had told that he had a, a knife. Uh, we believe he was reaching for a knife, but how often is an unarmed, when it's called unarmed, really that person's attempting to take your weapon or they have a weapon close at hand they're working to get to? Is that more often than not what's going on? Quite often. I don't have the exact numbers, Scott. I can tell you this. Uh, the police officers who are shot in the United States yearly, a good percentage of them are shot with their own weapon. Uh, as a matter of fact, through our police career, mine in particular, uh, so much of our training was on weapon retention when someone's trying to take it from you, whether it's still holstered, uh, whether you have a shoulder holster, whether you have it in the, the service issue uniform holster or uh, in your hand, uh, you have to pay particular attention to this can be used against you and against other people. And throughout history, we've had numerous police that have been shot and killed with their own weapons. Uh, and, and it's sheriffs, it's police officers, it's big city, it's rural areas, it's federal agents. It's all across the board. As a matter of fact, it's international problem. And these guys wow. train in prison on how to do that. They train continually wow. on how to do that. Wow. And that's what happened in Atlanta. I remember watching the video, stunned, with a, the, I think Marbury, whatever the guy's name was, where he was passed out drunk in his car at the Wendy's, uh, got him out, everything was friendly, and then... The guy just flipped and started attacking. I mean, I've seen him punch cops, roll around, and then he grabs off the, 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 the um, what is it, the, not the uh, revolver, but he grabbed his, uh, the thing that electrocutes him. The I taser. can't think of what it's called now. Taser, yeah. The and taser. he's chase, running, and he turns around. You can see him turn around and shoot it at them. Uh, and right. Right. But yet he was technically an unarmed person. Uh, that's exactly what the news media reports these stories from it's headline driven uh and it and it starts with the end of the story officer shoots man it doesn't start with the 150 choices that the suspect made beforehand all of which could have prevented this from occurring yep stunning i always tell people that i said listen i have a a fail-proof plan a, a way that you can exponentially reduce the chances of you being shot or killed by a police officer do what they say don't fight with yeah. them don't don't attempt to steal their weapon. Don't run from them. Don't jump in your car and run them over. I guarantee you that your chances of going to jail safely are exponentially increased. My, my dad, I, I was raised, I'm 55. How old are you, John? 62. Okay, so you're seven years older. My dad taught me a long time ago. He said, listen, you follow instructions, whether it be a law enforcement officer or a teacher, you do what they say, and if there's a problem, you come home and tell me, I'll deal with it. But if you don't respond with respect to those authorities, I'm going to beat your, he said something really hard, I can't say on the radio, when you get home. I mean, I, was, I had respect beaten into me as a kid. Probably you had a similar environment. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest yeah. with you, Dad, we learned that from our, 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 the kids we grew up with as well. 
If I disrespected yeah. a, a neighbor girl, her brothers would come talk to me. If she didn't have yep. brothers, the other guys in the neighborhood would come talk to me. And, and sometimes it wasn't friendly. But we learned very quickly about respecting each other and their boundaries. And you just don't do yeah. certain things to people. No, and there's no respect. I saw in New York City the pictures of cops being doused with water, people running up behind them and taking off, and no one even, they didn't even respond to it. And I see those things, and as a human being, it breaks my heart. But we're getting ready to go to a hard break, uh, so stay on the line, John. We're looking forward to talking to you. I am Mr. Black. Today we're talking with John Jay, host of Li- uh, Law Enforcement Today. We'll be back in three minutes. your mother had a loud bark. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is, is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Dallas-Fort Worth, September 24th through the 26th. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. Are the golden years still golden, or have they become another pleasant memory of times past? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing why it's so much more difficult to achieve the retirements of our parents and grandparents. Knowing the key differences will help you overcome today's retirement challenges and hopefully put a little more luster on your golden years. So make sure you tune in to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570, or call them right now at 855-231-6010. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. We will be a country of generosity and warmth, but we will also be a country of law and order. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're focusing on our LEOs, our law enforcement officers. And today, we are blessed to have a host of Law Enforcement Day radio show, Mr. John Jay. And thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, John. It's my pleasure. Glad to be here. 
Hey, John, you know, one of my favorite shows is uh, Mike and Molly, and I still actually go to sleep with the seasons on at Mike and Molly because there's a laugh track. But one thing I've noticed when this attack on law enforcement by the, by the progressives, by the liberals, by the Democrats, by the Antifa and Black Lives Matter, is they basically made everything police-related bad. I mean, they pulled the show Cops off TV. It was one of the best shows ever because they didn't want to humanize law enforcement. I mean, it's a conscious effort to to stoke this battle of black people against law enforcement. It breaks my heart. But, you know, when I'm watching Mike and Molly at the beginning where Mike uh, uh, proposes to Molly, his girlfriend, he he talks about why he became a police officer. You know, I'm a leadership trainer. uh, I'm a counselor. Uh, I really get into the meaning because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. That where logotherapy teaches us that human beings are built with a will to meaning. Uh, our little kids ask, "Why, Daddy? Why is that happening? Why is that? Happening? Why did he say that to her?" Because we're working to fill in blanks. So I always like to ask the question, "Why? What stirred you up? What? Why did you want to become a police officer when you first entered the the force?" Well, first, I, I went to a, a high school seminary. I really thought long and hard about becoming a priest. Uh, but to be honest with you, the I didn't have the calling. The, the celibacy part was just something I was not prepared for. <laughs> yeah, rule me out. <laughs> yeah, and exactly what happened was, well, I want to continue in a field where I can do something to be of service in my community. And uh, mm-hmm. that's why I chose police work. And then also part of it was... Uh, this idea that people who were weaker, smaller, infirmed, elderly, whatever, were defenseless against bullies or people who wanted to rip them off for their, their gain really bothered me. Um, so that mm. was a big part of I was actually working as a taxi cab driver in Norfolk, Virginia, about 18 years old. And I picked up a woman at the airport. She said her husband was a, like a retired colonel in the Air Force. and He was supposed to meet her. He wasn't there. And, and she needed a ride home. And we got there. His car was in the driveway. She said, can you bring my luggage in because something doesn't seem right? And I got there, and this retired colonel was sitting in his chair, and he, he shot himself and taking his own life by shooting himself in the face. I was exposed at 18 years of age. I'm like, I need to do something to – I can't prevent that, but I need to try to help. And that's part of what solidified that. Wow. And you, you probably met – Tens of thousands of police officers, cops, LEOs in your lifetime, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's, yeah. And constantly we talk to them in the radio show. Yep. Well, that's what I was wondering. How many police officers have you talked to? Because you do this all the time on the radio show. You've been on your radio for, what, 18 years now? I've been a uh, full-time broadcaster about 15. I'm also a music radio mm-hmm. DJ uh, in the Florida Keys. Yeah, you started <laughs> Yeah, I, I started the Law Enforcement Show about four years ago as a podcast only. Then it got picked up by radio. It's been syndicated about a year and a half now. Um, and in that time, we've done probably 250 interviews, uh, primarily active retired law enforcement officers, spouses, survivors of those who've been killed in line of duty, those who've been severely injured, and victims of crime. Uh, and they all have they have inspiring stories about how they got through what they went through. Mm. And how, by the way, how can people listen to that podcast or radio show? What's the best way for them to find out where you're, how, how to listen? Well, just go to letradioshow.com, uh, the Be Heard tab, and in there you find the uh, Law Enforcement Radio Show. Uh, episodes after radio become available as a podcast, so you can listen there, subscribe, it's free, and get uh, awesome. the two episodes a week to come out. So you can listen from anywhere on the planet. We do. We have listeners from everywhere. Awesome. And uh, you definitely have a voice for radio. I don't know if you have a face for radio, but you definitely <laughs> have, a, have a voice for radio. I love that you got that perfect voice, a great voice. But uh, let me ask you, of all the people you've talked to, because you've talked to a lot of police officers outside of the radio show in your, 18, in your dozen years, whatever it was, on, on, on the force, how many people do you think became a police officer? because they wanted to make an impact, just like you shared your story. What percentage, if you had to pick a percentage, do you think had a similar reason for becoming a law enforcement officer like you did? I would say probably 60 to 70% came into it with that calling as a, as a vocation for that reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, others came in because they, they thought it was good pay or good benefits or whatever, and either fell in love with it and stayed, or they quickly mm-hmm. left. Uh, but that, I'd say the vast majority had a calling to be police. Mm. 
and it's a tough job, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot of stress. I mean, I know I've studied, I've worked with a lot of law enforcement. Uh, issues of divorce, of abuse uh, are high. I mean, uh, I've I, I read years ago, like you, and you had said it, that more police officers die from their own gun than from another, but a lot of those deaths are in suicide, correct? Yeah. Uh, suicide always outranks line of duty deaths, uh, with the exception maybe this year and 9 11. Uh, but with COVID deaths uh, are so high. Um, if you take those two out of the, the equation, it's always, almost always more deaths by suicide than line of duty. Well, and here's the thing, because I, I study the mind, and I always tell people this, like with Kate Spade. Kate Spade hung herself on a doorknob. Uh, I mean, I said, I asked people this, do you understand how much pain someone has to be, well, first of all, to take their life? But second of all, to lay down and choke yourself slowly where you could stand up and breathe again. So I tell people this, the pain that someone has to have, that law enforcement officer, to put a service revolver to their head, in their mouth, whatever it is, and pull the trigger, that their pain, their uncomfortableness mentally is so great. And, and see, I teach about perceptual positions, John. My background's in neurolinguistic programming, which is basically the owner manual to the human experience. And there are three perceptual positions. There's first position, second position, third position. First position is self. That's where we see the world through our own eyes. Second position is others, where we actually have empathy, where we step into another person's shoes and we see the situation from their experience. And third position is overview, kind of like you're watching it on a, on a video playback where you detach. And too few people ever get out of first position where they're just seeing it from their own eyes and step in second position, which is others, to, to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. And so one of the reasons why I've helped so many people over the last 30 years is I actually get into people's shoes. And, and as I, I've walked in many law enforcement officers' shoes, just put on the experience, never carried a gun with a uniform like that. But I'm talking about just psychologically stepping into their experience. And I got to tell you, uh, it was so painful, the confusion. Uh, and this was before all this lies about, you know, uh, cops wanting to kill black people and all that. Let me let me ask you, there's there's also a lot of great stuff that happens with law enforcement officers. So tell me, in your career dealing with law enforcement officers, being a law enforcement officer, what is the best story you ever heard or the best, most positive thing you ever experienced on, the, on that side of being a police officer? It was 90% of the job. It- Look, most of the encounters we had with people were not adversarial. They were not hostile. And even when we had to arrest people, they weren't. They People knew me. They knew my name. They gave you nicknames because you had the same officers working the same post every day. Uh, and that's the way it used to be, at least where I policed. Um, one of my favorite memories was on the very rare occasions where it was slow, typically on Saturday or Sunday mornings, in the spring or summer when we wore short sleeves, You'd sit down in your radio car. We'd have the window down, and little kids come talk to you. And that was one of the best things ever because you're just another guy. You're a guy in the neighborhood they see every day. And you have a job to do, but you're not the enemy. You're certainly not this occupying force. On the other side of that, Mr. Black, is being at the scene of some of these kids when they're four years older where they're shot and killed in the street because they shorted the drug man. Uh. One too many times. Uh, they got the count wrong, and they and they killed him in the street. And you're the last person that sees them. You're the last one trying to comfort them as they take their dying breaths. Their family's not there. And certainly politicians and activists aren't there. Wow. Wow. Again, talk about humanity. That's that's what's missing today. That's why they took the cop shows off, live uh, live PD or whatever they're called, because they they didn't want the the humanization. You're, you, law enforcement officers are, are people. They just have a job. They wear a badge with a lot more pressure, a lot more responsibility. And when you screw up, everybody knows about it and everybody comes after you. And so the humanity part. And I want you to know, my son, I got a five-and-a-half-year-old son, Benaya. He loves police officers. I mean, whenever we drive by and see a cop car, we point at it, and he always, I mean, and they give him stickers sometimes and go, I, I, I tell you, they love when children come around them. And I was talking about Mike and Molly, but, and Mike was telling a story about why he became a cop, and he said his dad was a cop. Uh, and every morning his dad would put on a suit and, you know, his, his police uniform and all that, and his son, Mike would ask his dad where he's going. He's going, and he'd say, Big Smile. Big Smile, his last name is Biggs. And so he would walk. 
the same the old days in Chicago. He'd have that block. He'd have his beat, and he would walk that beat. And so every morning when he got up, he'd say, Big Smile. And Mike, the little kid, kept thinking he was saying Big Smile <laughs> versus Big Smile. But, again, I know it's just a, a TV show, but that really touched me because, again, I know that people do what they do for a reason. No one does anything because. And I know so many law enforcement officers. I've wept with them. I've laughed with them. I've had drinks with them. I've saved their marriages. I've saved, helped them save their life by putting down uh, a weapon. And so, man, just the, these are normal people who have a love for people, who have a want to make a difference, who believe that uh, there's good stuff out there, and their job is to keep the bad stuff at bay. And uh, we're getting ready to go to heartbreak, but what I want to do after break is I want to go through some of the stats because we're told all the time uh, that cops kill all these black people and, and, you know, the death by cop is a huge crisis in the black community. And, and you know, and I know that that's not true. And I want to go through some specific data. So I am Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about law enforcement officers. And with us is John Jay, who's host of Law Enforcement Today radio show. We'll be back in three minutes. construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. If there was ever a year to decorate your home with Christmas lights, this is it. Hi, Mike Hilborn here at Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. For beautiful Christmas lighting, contact us at RoofToDeckDecoration.com. I will personally meet with you and design a beautiful plan for your home or business. We provide everything you need. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to Dallas-Fort Worth September 24th through the 26th. Details at likeitmatters.net. The attacks on our police and the terrorism of our cities threaten our very way of life. Any politician who does not grasp this danger is not fit to lead our country. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we have a special guest with us, John Jay of Law Enforcement Today Radio. Uh, and John, let's uh, let's go ahead and focus. I'm changing my approach. I can share stats whenever, uh, but uh, the stats do not lay out the facts that they want to tell us, that uh, uh, black people are not killed at a higher rate uh, than anybody else with law enforcement. Uh, so I, I don't want to waste our time on that right now. I can do that on any show. Why well, I got you here, I want to know more about the radio show because you have a passion for radio, correct? Oh, yeah. I love radio. It's uh, it, it probably helped save my life after leaving uh, police work because it gave me uh, a purpose and a way to positively impact people in their daily living, even if it's only making them smile for 10 seconds on the drive to work. Amen. Amen. So tell us about your radio show. What do you do on the radio show? Uh, what can people expect to, to hear and experience when they listen to it? The primary thing I do is I, I provide a platform for law enforcement officers, other first responders, victims of crime, their family members, uh, survivors, to tell their stories from their perspective of what they went through. Uh, because, you know, in, in talk radio, as much as I love it, uh, that we, we are inundated with people who supposedly are experts giving their opinions about what might happen. And everybody can argue that. Like you said, stats. People can argue stats all day long. But what yep. you can't do is you can't argue with someone's experience. So when we have a Jason Schechterly, who was on the first 48, he was in Phoenix Police Department. He was rear-ended on a call in a Ford Crown Victoria, and which caught fire, and he almost died. He's severely burned. This guy told me that I have to wake up and find a purpose every day. When a guy like that can tell you how he got wow. beyond catastrophic injuries— and he, he stays motivated and how he uses that to inspire him to help other people. We can all do that. So that's what I feature in the show. I try to do what's, what Investigation Discovery Channel does for television with radio. Mm. And I love uh, ID. I love that channel. I love that channel. And so do you, what do you, are these people that you know from your experience or do you go out and seek them out? I mean, how do you find your guests and all that? How do you do that? In the very beginning, was, find, was searching to find guests. Now it's they're they're coming to me, and uh, it's very few of them people I've worked with. I've deliberately not made this show about me and my experiences. It's not about me; it's about the guests and what they went through. Uh, and so we have uh, blue suicide uh, groups that that send people my way. We have concerns of police survivors send people my way. We have other retired police coming. We have police chiefs uh, coming. Uh, a real quick thing I heard on television. This may not be popular with your audience being in Minneapolis. Uh, okay. Mike McCarthy, the, form, the former coach of the Green Bay Packers, got fired. And he said he was so bitter. He was so bitter he couldn't even watch a, a football game. Uh, he's now the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And he said, I had to learn to get over being bitter so I could get better. And, and that there's a, mm. a purpose in life afterwards. And that's what I think a lot of my guests say and tell the stories. I had to get over. It's a young cop in, in, in Oklahoma. He was a sergeant. He's a SWAT team member. He got shot with an AR-10 twice, actually three times, uh, totally destroyed his arm. He got fired by the department because he can't do the job anymore. That's a horrible story, mm. but he tells about how wow. he got through that and how he and his wife continue on with their family and try to find a positive in life. That's something we can all use. Amen. Amen. And there's a great book by John Bevere about 20 years ago. It came out, but I just listened to it again, called The, uh, the Bait of Satan. And it talks about the spirit of offense and how you see it all in America today. Everybody's offended. We're keeping record of what happened 400 years ago, you know, with Kavanaugh, what, what he did 37 years ago. There's no forgiveness. There's no mercy. There's no grace. There's, there's no, uh, what do they call it in uh, law enforcement when you go beyond a certain time that you can no longer be prosecuted for something? <laughs> yeah, <statute laughs> you know, right? uh, there you go. Yeah, there's no statute of limitations on our lives anymore. 
and, and that's why I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, because I know that uh, God paid it all. God's forgiven me for everything I've done and haven't done. I, I, I wish we were more like God in that regard. So let me, let me ask you, we only have a couple minutes left. What is the mindset today? You deal with a lot of police officers. Uh, how, are, how is the typical law enforcement officer feeling today with this environment they're in? What's going on in their head and heart? The, the predominant feeling I'm getting from people who are still on a job is, and I hate to say this, it's not my family, and I'm not going to put myself in danger. I'll be there when I get there. Because the, yep. the repercussions of if I have to arrest someone who is going to resist and fight and shoot, I could be wind up being prosecuted. Even though I did everything by training, by the letter of the law, I could be arrested and prosecuted. My family loses everything. So that means you and wow. I are on our own. Yep. And I, and I hate to say, I don't blame them. I mean, that's, I know that sounds bad. And I'm not a cop. I, I, I need police officers, and I don't blame them. This is, you know, even though I'm in uh, the radio shows out of Minneapolis, I'm actually right now in Dallas. I do this live from Dallas, and so I'm a Cowboys fan, although I'm not a fan of the NFL anymore. I'm not watching more NFL because of what they're doing with the Black Lives Matter stuff. But, uh, you know, I just saw this today. Minneapolis City Council alarmed by surging crime months after voting to defund the police. Oops. Says Minneapolis City Council members just two months ago moved to eliminate police department, but now they're sounding the alarm during a Wednesday meeting about a surge in crime. Council members pressed police chief Madaria Arredondo about the uptick in crimes that included daylight carjackings, robberies, assaults, shootings, and street racing. Quote, residents are asking, where are the police? <laughs> Said council member Jamal Osman, noting that constituents calls the Minneapolis Police Department have gone unanswered. What? Quote, that is the only public safety option they have at the moment, MPD. They rely on MPD, and they are saying they are nowhere to be seen. Who would blame them, right, Jay, John, right? Who would blame them? I, I don't blame them at all. Look, the Minneapolis nope. City Council got what they asked for. They got what they wanted. Yep. And now they yep. decide they don't want that. And, and it's not so much about violent crime. Look, when you have a, a first response, you have a, a medical emergency at your home and call 911, the first person usually there is a police officer. Because a fire truck, yep. they're quite a distance away. So if they're not rushing to get yep. to the bank robbery, guess what? They're not rushing to get to your, your family's heart attack. Yep. Amen. And, this, this and you know what? The government is oh, making happen. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 banned. Oh, it's sad. It's sad. It is is the law of causality. And you know they started separating. You know they, what they do is they separate out groups so they can attack them better. And what they started doing, if you remember, it was ICE. They first started separating ICE, and then to where in Seattle and Portland, where now police officers weren't allowed to go to the defense of ICE officers, the both LEOs. Uh, and now, now I'm seeing it with law enforcement officers, cops, where they used to stage at fire departments. And now they basic fire departments have now not allowed them to stage. You see how we're separating each other uh, to pick them off? It just makes me sick. It makes me sad. And that's why I wanted to have you on here. I'd love to have you on a regular basis just to share the police side of things. Uh, again, before we break, uh, let people know how they can listen to law enforcement today, the radio program. How do they listen? Well, you can go to letradioshow.com, the Be Heard tab, find it there as a podcast. And just check us out on Facebook. Do a search on Facebook for a Law Enforcement Today radio show. Click like and follow. Uh, all the episodes and, uh, and radio locations are promoted there. Awesome. We're going to get you off radio here, but anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before I let you go? Hey, be safe, be kind, and, and try to try to just be a little bit more patient, understanding with each other. That goes for everyone. Amen. Amen. That's good words. That sound like they come from Jesus so, himself. So uh, great meeting you, John. Looking forward to what God has in store for us together as we depart. Okay. You have a great day, John. Thanks, brother. Be good. All right. You too. That was John Jay, who is uh, he's host of the radio show Law Enforcement Today. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to realize that cops are people, too. Uh, they put on their pants. They have the same needs, the same fears, the same desires. And they are living, breathing human beings. They want to love and be loved. They want to be safe. They want to know they matter. They want. We all want to know we're special. We all want to be able to provide for our families. You know, what we're lacking in this world today is understanding. We need to be willing to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Don't let this hatred, don't let the lies of Black Lives Matter. It's just about votes. 
Black Lives Matter is nothing more than a political organization that wants to get Joe Biden elected. Look, I mean, they've had a billion dollars donated in the last seven years. How many inner city black families have gotten any of that money? How many inner city schools have gotten any of that money? It's not. It goes to politicians. How do you think Joe Biden raised $400,000, million in one month? Black Lives Matter. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. I have a message for all of you. The crime and violence that today afflicts our nation will soon, and I mean very soon, come to an end. Thanks, brother. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Recently, someone asked if my brother Eric was still around. Eric? Are you still around? I am still around, and a lot of things have changed over the years at Kingdom Builders, but one thing that hasn't changed is that we're not salesmen. We're just great roofers. He's the guy that takes care of our gutter side of the business. If you need gutters or a roof, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. Hi, this is Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. With the severe weather we've had recently, you may have had some strangers knocking on your door, saying you need to sign something to get weather-related damage on your home covered. We love coming to people's homes for no-pressure, no-obligation consultations. We don't want you to feel pressure to sign anything. If you'd like an expert from the Kingdom Builders to come take a look at your home or just to talk to you about how the insurance process works, we'd be happy to do that. Look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. Ringing. 